Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today, we have a visiting chef, or what did you call it? Saucier. Saucier. (laughs) Who will be serving up one of their favorites. I'm your hostess, Emily, and with me are the wonderful Ashley and Lindsay. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Please join us in welcoming Chris from the State of Fear podcast. Hello, ladies. Welcome. Welcome. So <laughs> glad to be in this restaurant right next to Bob's Burgers. It smells amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is the perfect pizzeria to be right next to Bob's Burgers, I think. And I do love pizza. We just had it a couple times last two nights in a row. Um, I love pineapple pizza, actually. Yes, I do like pineapple pizza. I think it's delicious. Then you'll fit right in. Awesome. All right, so we have a few questions to introduce our patrons to you and your show a little bit before we get going into your special dish for tonight. All right. So can you tell us a little bit about your show? When did you and your co-host James first begin State of Fear? We began it in January. It was uh, about eight months after we started our original podcast, which is a podcast about really crappy horror movies that we watch and then make fun of and also still recommend to the listener because we love them because they're they're so good they're they're so bad they're so good uh but james and i are a part of a paranormal investigative group here in houston and i've actually been actively investigating paranormal since 2004 and we got into the idea of doing that because i'd always wanted to do a paranormal type podcast or a paranormal and true crime podcast So, but for some reason, instead of starting with that, we started with movies. Um, So about eight months in, once we really got our feet on the ground, realized what we were doing, trying to figure out what the hell we were doing. Like, dude, let's do this other podcast. But we needed to come up with a a niche because there are a bunch of paranormal podcasts out there. Well, James and I are both veterans and we both have a great love for this country. And we're like, you know what? Nobody's done a show that breaks down the weird or the scary state by state. So let's do that. And the very least, you know, we're guaranteed at least 50 episodes. So we have, you know, a good little season going on. Uh, and so in January, we, we went ahead and recorded our first episode, uh, Alabama. For the most part, we tend to try to do more obscure stuff because we, we, we'd love to learn as well. So uh, we've done a couple episodes that many episodes actually we've done are topics that he, he and I have neither have heard of. So that's been a lot of fun to learn all this new stuff and new scary stuff that happens in states that I will probably never visit now because all this stuff has happened. <laughs> um, I don't want to go be a part of that. So when do your episodes drop? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, normally, <laughs> normally Fridays. <laughs> um, lately, they've been dropping a little late, uh, sometimes Sunday. Uh, we are on a little break right now, but they drop every Friday, um, usually early in the morning, uh, because that's when I set them up to. But every Friday, you can usually go find a new episode of State of Fear anywhere you can listen to podcasts, including YouTube. 
Oh, nice. You're on YouTube. That's too much work. I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question for you. Sure. Shoot. As you're going through these, have you hit that point yet where you go, oh, shit, I forgot that was a state? (laughs) No, actually, I haven't because I'm I'm, I'm pretty okay with my geography, I want to say. I'm not really sure, but I think so. Yeah. So, so, but I, there have been, there was a time when, <laughs> because we, we set up folders in our G, our, uh, our G drive and we set up folders with each state so that we could drop stories in so we could look at them and pick one from one. Well, you know, trying to drop in 50 folders at once can get confusing. So there were times where we actually ended up skipping a state because we forgot our actual states by alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. So um, that's happened. But the other cool thing is that James, um, James is very well traveled. And so every episode, uh, James has been to every single state in the union except for North Dakota, I believe. So James always has a little story about visiting a state. Hawaii and Alaska, but not North Dakota. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I, I no think one wants that... to go to North Dakota. <laughs> Sorry, North, North Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> unless you're an oil worker, then you do. Oh, yeah, Ashley has a story about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so thankfully we haven't had that uh, that moment yet. Delaware is the state I always forget. I feel really? like I can remember everything, and I totally forget that Delaware exists. <laughs> Sorry, Delaware. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know why. Did Wayne's World do that to you? I don't remember Wayne's World well enough to get that reference. Oh no! Okay, we'll go watch it and see. Yeah, there's 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 a short little clip where they're they're using the green screen and they're. Uh, traveling different states or whatever and each the two states they do are like texas or something else and you know they do like all the uh stereotypes like texas is all guns and cowboys and then uh, i think they do california with like surfing dude or whatever and then when you get to delaware they're like i'm in delaware <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're cruising through some of our questions here I think you ha- we're trying to come up with an answer to this one. What is what's one episode of yours that you would recommend to patrons of our pizzeria to check out first if they were going to head on over to your show? What's hmm. maybe your favorite oh, that you I, think is the best? It's so difficult. Uh, definitely later episodes because we sound better and we don't sound uh, like morons. So we sound our flows better. <laughs> oh man! What, and actually, I'm, as you're saying that, I'm scrolling through my list of episodes now. Probably the coolest one is one we did recently. It's Ohio. We did a story about a couple of Bigfoot hunters who went out to uh, Ohio. I was just totally thrown, thrown off by your YMCA there. <laughs> O-H-I-O. I'm yeah, a black guy. It, it took me a second to figure out what was going on, but I was like, oh, oh. You yeah. threw me off. So um, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Uh, Ohio. So yeah, so a couple of big hunters went uh, looking for Bigfoot, and they captured some very, very creepy, amazing howls on audio. And so we actually played those bits in the show. Mm, that's cool. And I think that one, I'll say that one is my favorite. Go check out that one. It's episode thirty-six, Ohio, chased by Bigfoot, or the one I was trying to allude to before was episode thirty-one, New Jersey, the greatest mass UFO sighting ever told. That is a very fascinating case because I hadn't heard of that one, but apparently within the matter of an hour or so, this UFO was seen by just about everybody in town, including the mayor, several sheriffs, some city council members, because there was a city council meeting going on that night. So they were all heading in and everybody in town just about saw this UFO. So what I'm picking up on here is that you're not good at picking favorites. 
I'm not. <laughs> they're all my children. I'm a little biased, but uh, I mean, there there are some that are better than others, but uh, better than others. But yeah, I think uh, honestly, you can't go wrong. But if I had to choose one, there was one that you held a gun to my head and say, "Pick." This is the only one the listeners, new people, can come and check out. Uh, it would definitely have to be Minnesota. How many states have we named off now? Yeah. Well, now, Lindsay, I need you to do the uh, Minnesota with your hands, please. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, so we covered uh, the Minnesota Iceman, which was a supposed Bigfoot that uh, was captured in a block of ice and put on display on, on a uh, like a traveling circus for a while. Um, eventually, it was lost to time, and then somebody apparently found it, supposedly found it. Uh, and there's a uh, Museum of the Weird here in Austin, or in Texas, in Austin, that bought it uh, several years ago. And uh, I actually went to go see it at that museum, and it's very, very weird looking. Uh, the, the story is that at some point, the guy who owned it was worried about actually, because it looked very human, was worried about being um, charged with murder because he had this body that he had. So it went away for a bit. When it came back, he says that he had a perfect rubber replica made. And that was what he was displaying for a rubber. while. Yeah. And so there's some debate whether the one that's in Austin is the authentic one or it's the fake one i don't know it looked pretty good again it's under like you know three inches of ice oh i was gonna say it's pretty easy to test the difference between yeah. rubber oh, and flesh oh. yeah. <laughs> and i i think they they i don't know why they have it and there's probably you know with same with the whole uh bigfoot in the freezer fiasco for many many years ago it's probably why they haven't let anybody oh, is that going over your head okay anyway uh yeah there, there was a uh many years ago there were a couple of guys who approached this bigfoot named Tom Biscardi and said that they had a Bigfoot they killed and put in a deep freeze and that they wanted to sell it to him um, because he was a Bigfoot hunter. And so he went on this press junket to announce that he was going to re- reveal to the world that he had a live Bigfoot, bought the freezer as it thawed out. whoop de doo It was just a bunch of animal entrails and a fake gorilla outfit. Blech. Blech. <laughs> yeah. Resale so, value for that freezer is zero. <laughs> <laughs> Burn it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't use it again. Uh, yeah, so there, there's maybe maybe there. That's why they don't want anybody to test it. But uh, it's still there. And I mean, if it is a rubber outfit, they went to the trouble of including everything in this replica, and I mean everything. Let's just say it's definitely a male, and it's <laughs> it'll a male. fit right in here at the show. Yeah, <laughs> we know what that means. And I, and I do want to say this because one, one thing that I, I saw, one thing that's been reported that is interesting. Speaking of the male genitalia, speaking of the family jewel, they said that the male's, uh, the, the creature's scrotum is actually attached to its leg. Ow. Ew. Mm-hmm. Like, like not, not by any sort of like, like surgery or anything like that. Like just, just the way it forms. So, so we now know that Bigfoot cannot do the splits. No, he's not a high jumper. <laughs> uh, but he's probably he's probably perfected the art of the, the fast walk like the old ladies do you know the i was gonna say probably not very good at lunges no or high no. jumps no none of that no he, he definitely cannot do that but yeah so um but also we also covered the uh minnesota ice woman which is this case of a woman who uh went out late one in a bad storm one night and her car, she crashed her car and tried to walk to the nearest house, ended up falling um, about 
10 or 15 feet from the door, falling on the ground and was completely frozen uh, when she was found by the occupant the next morning at 6 a.m., which is about, I think, five or six hours after she fell. Completely frozen. They brought her in. She was completely stiff. Um, took her to the hospital and, and through, you know, a, a medical miracle or uh, intervention, she recovered completely without any problems whatsoever. Hey, I'm an asshole, and I totally picture that being like the cartoons when an animal's frozen, and all you can see are the blinky eyes, like Scrat and Ice Age. <laughs> like, I listened to that episode, and I really liked it. Yeah, I was so like, did listening I. to it when I was walking my dog, and when we got when you got to the part where you're talking about how she made a full recovery, I was like, holy shit! Like super yeah. loud. <laughs> I was like, I got my headphones on, and I'm like, oh shit! I'm outside. I should probably wash my mouth. <laughs> It's very, that's probably my favorite episode of all time. So because it covers two different topics, it's two for the price of one. It's a twofer. A twofer. And a stuck nut. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the jewels in the cup? They got stuck. <laughs> I mean, you know, his his jewels are stuck, just not to a cup. Oh, Japan! I am so sorry. <laughs> We didn't go into, like, tentacle territory, so I think we're golden. Like, we may have brought up tentacle ter- territory at one point. <laughs> we, we touched on it. It was not the main, like, running no, gag of the entire not, episode. We stuck to the testicles. That's where we, that's where we landed. So we're the leg. <laughs> so we're the leg. <laughs> got, got to insert a, a, a drum roll on that one. All right. Well, it sounds like you, you've given us some really good food for thought. <laughs> now I think you have. Uh... <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I'm funny, damn it. <laughs> uh, so funny. How wonderful that was. <laughs> it was accidental. <laughs> it would have been so good if you hadn't been like her. <laughs> Joel always asks me, do they actually think you're as funny as you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Joel. Wow. Yes, we do. She's hilarious. (laughs) She is a goddamn national treasure. (laughs) She is a goddamn national treasure, just like the turkey. (laughs) If Ben Franklin was alive, he would appoint Emily as the national bird. (laughs) (laughs) I can't breathe. (laughs) There's an ongoing Ben Franklin thing. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Okay. Do this. So what is the special that you selected to feature for us today? So um, it's a little bit urban legend, a little bit true crime. Oh. So you're one of those guys. I am. I am. Um, I can't help but uh, always associate something urban, a legend, or myth- mythical, or even creepy pasta related to something that actually occurred. So uh, today I'm going to discuss the, I believe it's the only actual case of someone dying from tainted Halloween candy. I know this story. Me too. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, we all know the urban legend of tainted Halloween candy. You know, your parents got to check the candy when you get in. 
Uh, I really think that's just a, like a candy tax that parents get to pick their, their favorite ones and then let the kids have the rest. You know, I think it's it, it's all like a, it's all a market. It's all it is. You'll be doing that very soon. <laughs> I, I do that now. But yeah, I'll be doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do that so I can keep them. I was gonna say, "Mom's." Uh, that was so great. Yeah, it's all a racket. It's all a racket, you know. But, uh, but I mean, there is some truth to it, and and this has been going on forever. I mean, there there was an incident in Long Island in 1964 where this woman, uh, Helen Helen File, or however you want to say it, she did not like the fact that there were a lot of older kids trick or treating that that year. So whenever an older kid came around, she would either give them a dog biscuit, a steel wool pad, or um, poison ant buttons. Ooh, now, she's nice. they claim that she took the precaution of telling the kids that they were they were they were practical jokes, but she was still arrested for endangering children because you know if the kid wasn't smart enough, he would have eaten the ant pill and would have been poisoned. You know, and the actual thing, uh, one actual case that happened, of course happened here in Houston as all things do unfortunately in 1980 entire 1974 the guy's name the the wonderful wonderful man actually let me let me, let me preface that real quick so they call him the candy man and they also call him the man who killed Halloween I personally don't like the candy man I also don't think you should search candy man if you want to because you will you will not come up with Ronald Clark O'Brien who's the man who is the topic of the story. You actually come up with a whole bunch of pages of Dean Arnold Coral, yep. who was an American serial killer who killed and murdered at least 20 teenage boys and men here in Houston between 70 and 73, because as I said, all things happen in Houston, apparently. Um, and this, he was caught just a year before this incident occurred with Mr. O'Brien. So if, if you decide to go look for this, don't search Houston Candyman because you'll only get Dean Coral information. It's better to search up the man who killed Halloween because that's kind of more what he's known by. So, uh, real quick, because I know you guys like to quote sources, so I'm quote my sources. My information came from SmithsonianMag.com, InvestigationDiscovery.com, Gothamist.com, and a documentary called Killer Legends, which, if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Go check it out. They cover four different different legends. They cover the legend of the Hookman or Makeout Point, which they attribute to the Texarkana Killer. They cover this candy man, or the, the idea of candy being poisoned, thanks to this man. They cover the idea that clowns are scary, thanks to John Wayne Gacy. And then they cover the idea of the babysitter who's home alone when the call comes from inside the house, uh, which was based on a couple of actual babysitter murders from when I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's a very, very good uh, documentary, so go check it out. They, they do a good job. Mm-hmm. So again, this takes place October 31st, 1974. Ronald O'Brien and his family consisted of his wife, Diane, his son, Timothy, who was eight, and his daughter, Elizabeth, who was five, had dinner with some neighbors, the Bates. And when they finished up, he took him and his two kids and two Bates boys out for trick-or-treating. Now, at one point during the evening, the fathers and the kid and their children stopped at home, but nobody answered and they left. O'Brien then drifted behind the group, but he came running back a short time later, waving five 22-inch pixie stick straws packed with that sweet sweet candy cocaine up in there according to o'brien though he stumbled upon some rich neighbors who gave him the treats now he'd also say he got them from a weird neighbor later on when he when the police tried to take him around to find the neighborhood oh or the house of course he couldn't find it 
you know where it was. It's like it magically disappeared. Although he, as at one point, he tried, he did try to blame it on, on a certain house, and uh, that didn't that didn't go well. So he gave the straw to three of the kids, and later gave one to Bates's daughter and another to a ten year old boy from O'Brien's church. They encountered while they were out trick or treating. Now they went home, and as I don't know if this is this is a I guess a, a ritual of theirs. It's not of mine or that I'm going to do. But they were allowed to choose one piece of candy before they went to bed. I never got to do that. My kids are going to do that. Like, look, I'm I'm going to check the candy while you're asleep, and then you can have it in the morning. You know, whatever's left over. You were robbed, man. I always <laughs> dug right in. <laughs> yeah, we let them have like three pieces before we're like, okay, I'll go to bed. Oh, okay. And then we and then we root around and take the good ones. Uh huh. <laughs> No, I, I, I did get robbed. That's not cool. I had to wait till the next day. Which one is the candy that always goes when you rob? Which one do you steal, Lindsay? Oh, I like anything with coconut in it. So mm. I think all the like oh. joys and the same pounds. Because my kids don't like them. You? My I kids just... don't like them. So I'm like, well, I like coconut, so I will eat those. More people need to hand those out. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. No. Coconut, coconut is delicious. No. <laughs> what about you, Ashley? What's what's your go-to candy for you? Uh, peanut butter cups. I don't even need to think about it. <laughs> okay, so we got two peanut cup, two, two peanut butter cups, and two coconuts. I think we're, I think it's we're a good. freaking war. Come it on, is. man. So oh. we're a nutty bunch. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ours are hairier. Just kidding. <laughs> you can have it. Podcast is full of nuts, but they're not <laughs> stuck to our legs. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not a peanut butter nut right now, let me tell you. <laughs> At least ours aren't weird shaped. Peanuts are weird. That's true. Yeah, that's a good okay, point. Okay, between the peanut butter, it's not a peanut butter nut, and then ours aren't weird shaped. My brain <laughs> went. <laughs> I think she's done for the night, folks. She is. <laughs> so, of course, uh, you know, but, it, but okay, in this case, if I had gotten a 22-inch pixie stick, you know, I, I definitely would have picked that one myself as well for the piece of candy. Because, I mean, that's a gift that keeps on giving. There's no way. I mean, you, although it is kind of the worst one because you will be up for about four hours oh, yeah. nonstop. That so, was the idea, man. You would just, like, blow those things back because they were so good. Oh, I know. I mean, it's those giant ones. Man, so much, so much sugar in those. Interesting thing was that when he went to, when he went to get his pixie stick... He couldn't find the staple that normally accompanies those giant ones. It was not on one end of it. So that night we went to bed. Young eight-year-old Timothy poured the contents of the pixie straw into his mouth and at one point remarked how the the flavor was a bit sour sweet. I think he had I think it was like a strawberry one and he he uh, commented it, it didn't taste like normal. The father told his son to go sip on some Kool-Aid to help wash it down. Never drink yeah. the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Uh, so then at one at, at that point, a little while later, he started convulsing and they took him to the hospital, which he passed away later that night. When detectives went to the house, uh, the father was, of course, acting. He was acting. He was acting up like he was completely heartbroken. And he's, he told the detectives that he. You know, he held the boy in his arms as he died and he put on a big show for everybody to show them that he was very, very distraught. Well, there were a lot, a lot of a lot of investigation back and forth. Uh, at one point, he, uh, Ronald pointed out the home of a Courtney Melvin and said that he got the pixie sticks from there. Well, police, police 
detained him and interrogated him and found that he had an airtight alibi. He's a traffic control, an air traffic controller at William uh, Hobby Airport and was at work that entire night. Um, so then at, at one point during the investigation, believe it or not, the police got a call from O'Brien's insurance company and had some questions about the son's death. Well, in talking with the insurance company, it turns out that O'Brien had put insur- life insurance policies on all of his kids, but not his wife and not him, just a month before Halloween. That's not fishy at all. Oh, no, not at all. So they, they began to get into his past and discovered that he had been fired from 21 jobs over the last 10 years. What? Wow, overachiever. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> Underachiever. <laughs> How many jobs can I get fired from? You almost have to work at it to get fired from 21. <laughs> I, think, I think it's harder to not work and get fired than it is to work and get fired. I don't know. But yeah, 21 jobs in 10 years. That's, uh, that's crazy. I mean, that's like two years, something like that. How do you even support a family like that? Well, he wasn't. Apparently, he was upwards of $100,000 in debt. Ooh, ouch. 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 So they rightly believe that that could be the motive for his mother because they discovered that uh, he had put insurance policies totaling $60,000 on his son and his daughter. And so after long long investigation, they, of course, arrested him. He... He pled innocent from the day he was arrested until all through his trial in 75 and even up till the day he was finally put to death in March 31st. Um, sorry, October 31st, 1984. Actually, I took the back. He also died on Halloween. Yeah. Ten, ten years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's poetic. It's it very poetic. poetic. Yeah. But even up to that day, he claimed he never did any of that even though after after they shifted their focus to o'brien all other leads ended up falling through for one way or another either whether it was alibi or was just a a a cold lead and all of the evidence pointed to him uh being the murderer of his of his son it was a year old son and so uh yeah so on october 31st 1984 he dined on his last meal a meal of steak fries peas and boston cream pie and was declared dead at 12.48 a.m. by lethal injection before hundreds of people somewhere in costumes who gather outside the walls of Texas State Pen shouting trick or treat. That's cold, man. I love it. It's stone cold. cold. Yeah, that is stone cold. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There were actually there were some people who were who were there who supported him who, who still believed that he didn't kill his kids, but they were just sane. But oddly enough, there were a lot of kids from the college who were at his execution, who were very happy for him to go, not just because he, you know, he was obviously a murderer, but also because of the stigma that he ended up putting around Halloween and trick-or-treating. After that, it's the, the, the idea of tainted Halloween candy became more prevalent. It's still a thing today. Yeah, still is. The still put it on the news. Chocolate. Yeah, and it's, it's on the news every year after that, uh, or after, after he was caught. Um, I believe in like 83, there was a really famous like letter from that was sent into Dear Abby talking about, you know, how to keep kids safe from from Hall- from tainted Halloween candy, which there is a uh, sociologist, I think, at a, at a your favorite state, Delaware, that. Um... <laughs> Wait, we have a state named Delaware? <laughs> yeah, he, he studied this phenomenon for over 30 years. And he the only two examples he could find of 
actual Halloween candy candy tainting was the two that I brought up, the the Helen File, who didn't really taint candy, but passed out ant poison and steel wool, which that's actually, I think, okay, what's worse, steel wool or toothpaste? Steel wool. Steel wool. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get some use out of steel wool. I got plenty of toothpaste at the house, but I, I don't have enough steel wool. I get plenty of use out of that. But think about it. You're getting a bag full of candy for Halloween. That toothpaste is going to come in handy. It's practical. Okay. How, how many kids actually use a toothpaste versus a steel wool, though? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> when was the last time you saw a kid pick up steel wool and go, what am I going to use this for? <laughs> you could make a toy out of anything, all right? So, yeah. You know, put some eyes on that steel wool, you got a little furry friend, you know? Just roll it around. It's a tumbleweed. <laughs> no. It's my pet tumbleweed. Your pet tumbleweed. Oh my god. Hey, pet rocks took off. You never know. It could be. Thank you. See? She's starting a new fad. Glue <laughs> some googly eyes on that shit and you're gold. Seriously. <laughs> googly eyes are the shit. They are. Yeah, you put them on anything and it makes it automatically fun. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, he, those are only two cases you could find were uh, Mr. O'Brien and then the, the other lady. So it's, it's an urban legend that still that still persists today. Also, I, I think I want to say that it probably also got a resurgence um, in the 80s. O'Brien was back in the news because that's when his uh, execution was coming up. But also because of the, of the legit Tylenol scare of 1982. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that was that legit. Was big taint uh yeah a tainting thing where, where people died so i you know that that could be another reason why i think come halloween people parents were probably scared that that might happen again but with candy as opposed to Tylenol. but yeah so, so how many people in his case actually ended up sick like how many ingested it was it just so, his son oddly enough just his son none of the other kids he's um, lucky those other parents didn't come out and just kill him you well, handed my kid poisoned yeah, that, and he's lucky that none of the other kids actually ate it because it would have been, you know, multiple murders. But unfortunately, Timothy was the only one that, that chose the, the pixie stick. And since his reaction was so immediate and since his death was so immediate, after that, none of the parents allowed their kids to eat any of the candy. So, yeah, all those, the other four kids he gave it to were extremely, extremely lucky. Could have been a lot worse of, of, a, of a killing spree, as you could say. Could you imagine being his daughter growing up? Knowing um, that your dad literally poisoned your brother. Brother, yeah. And then intended played to poison you too. Yeah, you too. Yeah, you just happened yeah. to escape that fate. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I, mean, I would assume she would change her name and, and you know not want to be associated with him. As most as most kids of serial killers do, not that he's a serial killer, but, you know, change your name and, and go by mm-hmm. a whole person because you do not want to be associated. Especially, I'm sure she uh, has family here in Houston still because, yeah. That's man. when you move to Houston, you never leave. No, you really don't <laughs> leave a part of you here. Even if you go somewhere else, you still have a part of you. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Do you know, did this story inspire any kind of like movies or anything? Not movies per se, but um, because there is a movie called Candyman, but that has nothing to do with this. No, that's more like hook hand legend, isn't yeah, it? That's closer to hook hand legend. Uh, and, and really the idea, um, it's really more along the lines of like Bloody Mary because, you know, you say his name five times and he appears in a mirror to kill you. And of course, it has more to do with the horrors of slavery as well because that's what he was, a slave who was butchered and, and hung and, and all this horrible stuff. But there is, it does appear in some movies. I know if anyone's seen the movie Trick or Treat, which is like an anthology series, mm-hmm. there is one wonderful story 
where the actor Dylan Baker gives a kid a piece of candy who promptly ends up vomiting a whole lot of stuff. And then he takes the kid downstairs and killing him. It turns out he's a serial killer. I feel like it's popped up in things like Supernatural too, because there were definitely a few episodes where witches would put, they would cast a spell and there would be razor blades inside of candy the guy would start eating candy and then he'd start vomiting up i do remember that yeah i remember that episode yeah Mm -hmm. there's an episode of monk too where the killer um poisons a bunch of his wife's favorite candy because he wants to kill his wife but then people hand it out on halloween and he has to try to steal all the candy back (laughs) (laughs) that's intense it's a good episode you should watch it yeah yeah, so, you know, I mean, the, the idea of, of poison candy is, is definitely a very scary one because it has to do with our kids, you know, it has and the funny thing is it has to do with the, the unknown, the idea that there are people out there who are, you know, I mean, there are people out there who are psychopaths and sociopaths, but uh, what's really scary is the fact that the, the real tragedy of the only actual case of this didn't come from such a person, it came from one of the people you expect to take care of you to keep you safe and it didn't he, he didn't because because he was such a failure as a person his only way out he felt was try to cash in on his kids murder which is absolutely horrible now he's rotting in hell yay <laughs> <laughs> happy ending <laughs> yeah, there's I feel like there's like a resurgence in this kind of like urban legend like every few years because wasn't it god I want to say like five years ago or something where people were saying there were razor blades and candy mm-hmm. and people would take them to like metal detectors to have their candy scanned and make sure there wasn't anything in their candy and yeah and in the 80s it was really popular it started in the 80s but it was really popular to actually and, and some hospitals did it for free take your candy to a hospital and get an x-ray they still do that here. Yeah. They'll do that, really. do. Which, you know, let's go ahead and expose your candy to radiation. Yeah, it's fine. It's I mean, cool. you're getting exposed <laughs> to that all the time anyway. What if? <laughs> it does is Razor blades, radiation. Makes it healthier. You know, maybe turns your kid into, you know, Spider-Man. It, it, it's all good. <laughs> Get it back. Why is everything melted? <laughs> <laughs> still good, right? I did have a question for you about his supporters. Yeah. Did they still support him after they heard what his final meal was? Because I think that would probably solidify anybody's <laughs> perception that maybe he's insane. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. I, I, I need to <laughs> hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. What is wrong with his final? What is wrong with steak, fries, peas, and Boston cream pie? There's nothing wrong. With peas. It. That's not a meal. Why would you want Why? peas? <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. This begs the question. I got to ask this. You got to find out. All right. One at a time. What is your last meal before you're executed? We'll start with Lindsay. Oh, I did this recently too. Um, I would have a bowl of Niku Soba ramen and a boba tea because I'm basic Okay. and a slice of key lime pie for dessert. You are a maniac. Right? Such if a- I'm going out, what do I care about my digestive system? Man, so. I am so scared right now. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ashley, what about you? Can you top that? Oh, dear God. 
I hate this question so much. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to die anyway, so probably pizza. And then I might as well just have a bunch of cookie dough. I might as well be raw. Let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did in the 90s as children. We would just sit and watch Unsolved Mysteries and eat raw cookie dough. Speaking of wives' tale or urban legends, did you ever hear that one that eating raw cookie dough gave you cancer? No, what? Not, not cancer. <laughs> I've heard what food you- poisoning. Okay, about Emily, what'd you hear? It'll give you worms or something. Yeah. See, I, I, yeah. I, I heard cancer, and apparently it wasn't scary enough because I still did it. So, well, yeah. Worth it. Yeah, totally. I mean, they, <laughs> at one point, they made it in buckets so it was easy to scoop out. You know, you didn't have to use a tube. It's like they, they want you to eat that stuff. So, go for <laughs> they it. do. You they have to cut the to little metal it. thing off the end. Yeah. You have to make sure it's good before you bake anything. Come exactly. on. No, no, mom. The bucket of <laughs> uh, the bucket of cookie dough is not to make cookies in a large capacity. It's for me to sit there with a spoon and just eat And just eat it. Yeah, I'm on board. You're wrong, mom. You're so wrong. I don't care if it says 85 servings. It's one serving for me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You guys remember Cher from Clueless? Yes. When she takes... And throws the whole thing in the oven. Could you imagine if it was a bucket? (laughs) And then like burns the house half down because she forgets about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, honey, you cooked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Emily, what about you? What's your last meal on this earth? Oh, my last meal? This is going to sound warped. But if you can have a last meal, you can have as much as you want to eat for your last meal, right? Some people get huge freaking meat. Yeah. Meast. Yeah. Meast. Feast. You're gonna eat a moose. I'm gonna eat a nope. meast. It's I'm gonna eat a moose. It's a man feast. Is what it is. Get a meast. 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 So I'm gonna go balls to the wall with this one. Okay. Not to the leg. You're gonna go balls gonna to the go... leg on this one? No balls to the leg. Balls to the wall. Like balls to the thigh. That's right. Throw it. See if coconuts to the wall. Does. Don't worry. It does. I saw it. So I would do. My first course would be bruschetta because I absolutely love bruschetta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The best. Okay. And then it would have to be grilled salmon and broccoli because that is one of my favorite things in the whole world to eat. And then I'd probably be so full that I'd have to puke. Let's be real. Okay. All right. And then mouthwash. Brush teeth mouthwash. You're not going to enjoy the rest of it if you don't. Why? Steel wool mouthwash. Well, steel wool. <laughs> That's what it's for. Oh, it's called prison toothpaste. Okay. <laughs> and it doubles as a mouse trap, so it's fine. Perfect. <laughs> and then I think I'd finish it off with a Taco Bell chalupa because those are really good. Wow. Because Taco good. Bell chalupas are good, and I don't have to worry about. Oh, come tomorrow. on. Yeah. Oh my God. Because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Taco Bell's oh, good. <laughs> I like I, it. I will agree. Taco Bell's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm gonna have healthy, healthy, and then let me finish it out with the the, the You're gonna with die. the diarrhea. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> to be healthy. <laughs> I'm going with. Well, I like the healthy. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> broccoli, broccoli. Shut, shut, shut. What about you, Chris? All three of you are completely psychopaths. Oh yeah, totally. Oh oh, yeah, mine mine is mine is mine is great. It's 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 a giant mixing bowl, big silver mixing bowl, right, full of cereal and milk, and then a giant gallon of ice cream, and then a bottle of whiskey. Boom, kill me. I'm done. Oh, tequila! I didn't think of that. Mm. What kind of cereal though? 
Oh, it's actually a hodgepodge. Since since it's a big big uh, metal mixing bowl, it'd be about six different cereals just all poured in and just like two ga- two three gallons of milk, and I'm just taking my time eating it. You know, I love this idea. You're gonna get like <laughs> four oh bites in, and it's completely soggy. Oh my god, mm, that's all right. Soggy cereal is still good cereal. Or I can just get Captain Crunch. That stuff never goes soggy. So that's true. That will yeah. forever shred your the roof of your mouth, but you won't have to worry about it because you know. oh yeah. <laughs> Because you're dead. Oh, yeah. So that's fine. <laughs> you're going to die anyway. Just do exactly. what you want. Yeah. Your mouth doesn't hurt when you're dead. <laughs> oh, food oh. is... Yeah. You know what? Now I want Taco Bell. Thanks. Thanks, Emily. You're welcome. Because yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Well, now I want pizza, so... Me too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay. <laughs> you know, the way to do it is to do it like they did in Signs. Do you remember the movie Signs? Yeah. No. When they all thought that they were, they knew the aliens oh. were coming and they thought they were going to die. So they made their last meal and they all made what they wanted. It was like mashed potatoes and waffles and all kinds of weird stuff. And, but it was everybody made what they wanted. So it was this huge, weird meal. That's the way to do it. That's the way to just do it. Yeah. Get everything. Ooh, mashed everything. potatoes. Mm. And then you just <laughs> throw a bunch of water on all of the aliens and then it's, you're good. <laughs> it was quite the Shyamalan twist. <laughs> it was water the whole time. It was water. That and doors. <laughs> just can't get past doors. <laughs> My thumbs don't work. <laughs> <sighs> so shall we close this out before we continue to lose our shit? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. All right. Thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a slice of, I don't know, what did we eat? <laughs> Peas. <laughs> Boston cream pie. Candy taint. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Hell. I mean tainted no. candy. <laughs> that our uh, lovely guest chef Chris served up. <laughs> no. You're gonna have to start over. <laughs> A taint. Don't say taint. <laughs> this doesn't taste like candy. <laughs> Candy is salty. <laughs> Tastes like a salted oh, nut God. roll to me. <laughs> oh, no. I, I will say every time I said the word taint on my candy, I, I paused for it because I was waiting for somebody to make a joke or I was going to start laughing. And then when you put nothing, okay, we're, I'm good. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. But every time I said taint, I was like, is that the right word? All <laughs> <laughs> right. Hold it together earlier, falling apart now. <laughs> So you're saying I can't use that for our closing? If you say t- <laughs> if you say candy tate, oh my god! Do I need to start over, try that one again? Because we're not done with our closing yet. <laughs> I think you need to start from the top. All right, all right. Thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a slice of tainted poison candy served up by, by our delightful guest chef Chris. Pineapple Pizza Podcast. Sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that you do? Question mark. <laughs> Why did you say secret? <laughs> if you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our Tee Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice because we can never get enough. Of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 Mythbuster, 
$7 Cryptid Hunter, and $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PineAppPizzaPod. That's PineAppAppPizzaPod. You can also send us questions, comments, and topic ideas at PineAppAppPizzaPod at gmail.com. Remember, there's the two P's in app. Otherwise, you're emailing someone else, and I don't want to be held responsible for that. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome. And we love you.